Headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. Good morning. It is rated right 8 o'clock. The ACC tournament opened up yesterday with a pair of games. Miami defeated Pittsburgh 79-73, while Duke steamrolled Boston College 86-51 the final. It sits up four games in Greensboro today, starting at noon when NC State squares off with Syracuse. That'll be followed by Miami taking on Clemson at 2.30. The night session, which you'll hear Right here on ESPN, Richmond has Duke and Louisville at 6.30, concluding the day with North Carolina and Notre Dame. Randolph-Macon snapped Roanoke College's 10-game winning streak, advancing to the ODAC championship game with a 77-71 win Tuesday night. Buzz Anthony scored 20 points and had nine assists for the fifth-seeded Jackets, who will play in the title game tomorrow evening against Lynchburg. They knocked off Ferrum. The Division Three tournament's already been canceled due to the ongoing pandemic and lack of participating schools. The CAA championship game was last night up in Harrisonburg. It was being played without the host team after the Dukes lost over the weekend. However, in that contest, it was a final of uh, uh, Drexel picking up the win over Elon in that title game. Virginia Union's Ben Wallace has been named one of 14 finalists for the Naismith Memorial College Basketball Hall, or the Basketball Hall of Fame, rather. It's the third time that Wallace has been named as a finalist for that honor. The 2021 class will be announced on May 16th with enshrinement coming in September. Richmond baseball fell to UVA last night 7-zip. It's the first time in 23 months that the Spiders were shut out after managing just four hits in the game. UR is now off until March the 20th when they'll host Old Dominion. Governor Ralph Northam said Tuesday he's not going to raise the attendance cap for high school football games from its current limit of 250 fans, at least for now. Currently, the limit of 1,000 people is in effect for other outdoor venues holding recreational sporting events. The earliest you'd see an increase in that number is April 1st, just before the last week of the regular season. A check of your ESPN Richmond weather forecast from Stormtrack Rates, Matt DiNardo. Good morning. It'll be mostly sunny and warm today with highs in the upper 70s. I'm Stormtrack Rate meteorologist Matt DiNardo. And weather is brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for rebates or low payments on a new Linux home comforter system. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 802. Mitchell Bradley on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This report is sponsored by Mattress Warehouse's Clean Shop Promise. Save up to 50% on almost everything right now at Mattress Warehouse. Plus, get 0% interest financing for 60 months and free delivery on all orders over $7.99. Sleephappens.com. Huddle up. Sit up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's go. Huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on. Now, here's Bob Black. Rob, 53, 25 years between tournaments. All the great players that have come through here. And this group is going to the dance, Rob. They are so happy. They're almost dogpiling, as well they should. The Drexel Dragons are the 2021 CAA champions. Congratulations, Coach Spiker. You have done it in year five. Well, there are a lot of things in this uh, COVID era of 2020 and 2021 in the sports world that you probably never thought you would hear being said. One of those is the Drexel Dragons are headed to the NCAA tournament, which is what happened out of the CAA last night. Uh, As a Philly guy, I'm actually okay with it. As I mentioned yesterday, I was kind of rooting for Elon, just happened to know a lot more people there at this point and heading there this weekend for football and Derby Bill and several other people that are uh, proud Elon grads, alums, that sort of thing. Uh, but in any event, okay with Drexel doing it as well, 63-56. They knock off eighth-seeded Elon. Very unusual championship game. Why not as the backdrop of this year when you get a number six and a number eight into the final at the number one's facility, as it turned out. Uh, I know James Madison still been a tough deal for the Dukes, uh, but – they did show off their new arena and Drexel for the first time since 1996. That's 25 years, right? If my math is right, I just can't believe that it's been that long since Drexel has been to the NCAA tournament. They have had some good teams, some solid teams over the years and have just not been able to get over that hump and get there. So they get an opportunity now to go dancing as they win the CAA last night. Uh, over the Elon Phoenix that would have been another 
Cinderella story. And uh, it just seemed like Elon ran out of gas a little bit, particularly from long distance, from long range. That was really where that and uh, rebounding is probably where this game was won as Elon shot just four of 19 from three. And from distance, Drexel was 10 of 17. Uh, in that game, and then the Dragons out rebound at the Phoenix, 39-26. This is always one thing out of a box score that I do uh, kind of pick apart a little bit, and everybody, for some reason, seems to gravitate more to rebounding than some of the other numbers on the right side of the box score. If you're familiar with a box score, the right side is kind of those hustle kind of stats, the rebounding, the turnovers, the assists, the steals, that sort of thing. Well, Elon only had five turnovers in the game, and Drexel had 14. So that number of possessions, there were no shots to go get rebounds for anyway, and Elon did a really good job in that, outscored Drexel 13-5 to in points off of turnovers, whereas the second-chance points off of offensive rebounding, there wasn't much, and there wasn't much difference, 10-6. to So for all those people who jump up and down and scream about rebounding, 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 and while it's important, don't get me wrong, 39-26 does put you at a major disadvantage. You know, there are other ways to win a game. And having only, and they didn't win it, obviously, so I'm kind of, you know, arguing against myself here. I'd be thrown out of the debate club right now, I think. Uh, but only five turnovers for Elon, and they actually took advantage of the turnovers by Drexel in that game, which had 14 of them. I really think those two kind of wash each other out, the, the rebounding and the turnover assist numbers. And it just came down to shooting. I mean, sometimes college basketball, basketball is a very simple game. Put the ball in the basket. That's why we got a scoreboard up there. Put the ball in the basket. And Drexel just did it more and did it better from long range. 10 of 17 from three-point range. You shoot 59% from three, and the other team only shoots 20%, 21%. You probably don't have to worry too much about the rebounding or the turnovers. So the Drexel Dragons punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament, one of several teams that did so uh, in college basketball last night. Uh, how about Mount St. Mary's? They're going back again to the big dance that you might see them in at number 16 spot again. I don't think you're going to see Virginia in a number one, so I don't think that's happening again uh, because the Cavaliers probably aren't going to get to the one line even if they roll through the ACC tournament and win it, I don't think they could be a one. So I don't think you're going to get to see that matchup again. Probably Virginia people are wiping their brow over that one. Uh, but Mount St. Mary's is probably going to be a 16, and they are going to get one of those ones, and uh, there'll be some warning given there. So there's another one that was punched uh, last night, also in college basketball. Boy, Gonzaga actually had a little bit of a scare for quite a while. Last night, I happened to watch at least the second half of that game, and they were trailing BYU for quite a while, and then they rolled at the end and wound up winning it. Jalen Suggs was terrific, 23 points and five assists, and Gonzaga wound up winning it by 10, but it was much closer than that. It's probably as close as anybody's come to the Zags all year, and they're now 26-0, and finished out unbeaten. BYU will be an NCAA team. They're at 20-6. and six. So both of those teams knew they were going to the NCAA tournament no matter what happened. But Gonzaga's run at history uh, remains intact. They will be unbeaten. So if they're going to be national champions, they're going to be a national champion unbeaten. That would be the first since Indiana, right? I think off the top of my head that that is uh, accurate at this point, unless I'm totally blanking on somebody. Uh, I do think that's the case. And anyway... If they don't, they're going to finish with one loss, and it's going to be a bitter pill to swallow for Mark Few and the Zags. So Gonzaga's in, Mount St. Mary's in from last night. Drexel also in from last night. Cleveland State in, beat Oakland 80-69. to Probably the right result out of the horizon. You want your best team to have a chance to win, and they certainly will have a chance to win. Beating Oakland by 11, and Cleveland State now at 19-7. and and uh, so they're, they're in the NCAA tournament as well. Just scrolling down the rest of these. Oh, and, and Oral Roberts is in. Uh, beat North Dakota State in the Summit Championship game, 75-72. That was a really good game. I happen, actually happened to watch a decent amount of that game last night as well. And this is the craziness, the absolute craziness of college basketball. And I don't quite feel as bad when I see certain teams lose 15, 14-point leads and lose a game. Last night, Oral Roberts led North Dakota State by 25. 
at halftime. I mean, let that sink in for a minute. With 20 minutes to go, they were up by 25. And by the last minute of that game, they found themselves trailing in the second half. But they came back and won it. So there's your teams that punched tickets to the big dance uh, last night. We're going to talk some more basketball. I'll tell you how coming up here in just a moment. But that's our morning buzz uh, for this morning. Brought to you by uh, our morning brew for the morning. Beg your pardon. Uh, Pig and Brew Barbecue. You know the good folks over there at 1313 Hull Street. They are open today and tomorrow from 1 to 8, Wednesday and Thursday, 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday from 1 until 10. They've got the pulled chicken barbecue sandwich with uh, all the sauce, all the fixings, and a side of coleslaw as the special this week at Pig and Brew Barbecue, 1313 Hull Street Road. Here's what I'm talking about for the next hour and 50 minutes on the Wednesday Sports Huddle. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Opening drive sponsored by the Lexus of Richmond. Invitation to Lexus sales event. It is happening now through March 31st. Lexus of Richmond, also our proud sponsor for our March Madness coverage, whether that's Atlantic 10, which we're going to be talking in just a moment, and NCAA tournament as well. You'll hear all the games from Westwood One, exclusive home of the NCAA tournament right here on ESPN Richmond and we thank the great folks over at Lexus for their partnership in allowing us to bring that to you so we urge you and invite you to stop by the Lexus dealership 9703 Midlothian Turnpike online anytime at LexusOfRichmond.com time coming up for us to talk to Rodney Ashby from the VCU Ram Radio Network we'll talk about the A-10 tournament to where it is now the wins for the Rams and preview the St. Bonaventure game coming up Sunday at one o'clock at Dayton and also talk some NCAA March Madness with Rodney always enjoy catching up with him he joins us in just a couple of moments Steve Taggart from the Tri-City Chili Peppers will talk some summertime baseball they're going to try and do it all over again with their debut season was supposed to be last year now they are full go for it to happen this year so we'll talk with steve in the nine o'clock hour and talk some baseball on a baseball like spring day here in the capital city but back to our march madness talk rodney ashby coming up next on the sports huddle espn richmond traffic this traffic update brought to you by mattress warehouses clean shop promise we're looking at a wreck on i-95 southbound as you're working up the franklin street left and right lanes are blocked by this crash we're back up through Belvedere because of it. Charter Colony Parkway, crash of Powhai Parkway, and a wreck on Winter Park Road to the south of Beach Road. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Save up to 50% on almost everything right now at Mattress Warehouse. Plus get 0% interest financing for 60 months and free delivery on all orders over $7.99. Sleephappens.com. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? Exactly. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. All right, 813 on the Sports Huddle on a Wednesday morning. Bob Black back with you. Let's turn our attention to the Herman Allen Hotline and bring Rodney Ashby from the Ram Radio Network, VCU Basketball. Talk a little with him midweek as the Rams continue their preparation for Sunday's Atlantic 10 final against St. Bonaventure at Dayton. Rodney, good morning. How are things? I'm doing great, man. I am a little confused, though. You've been hanging out with uh, Mr. Beckwith too much, my man Mr. Beckwith too much talking about rebounding doesn't matter we'll, we'll debate that over a beverage later uh later in the week uh, yes i have actually you know when you sit next to the guy who's thrown more assists in richmond history than anybody until now um it does kind of rub off on you a little bit rodney probably well, if i guess be- if you shoot like Beckwith, you don't have to worry about it he just makes everything so i mean he's probably right in that in that sense well, he never had to shoot much because Newman had the ball all the time, so Beck Beck didn't have an opportunity to, to shoot too much. <laughs> hey, what's your overall um, thought and look at these two teams and how they played to this point, Rodney, in the A-10 tournament? Because I think as it unfolded, it became pretty clear that they were the two best teams, certainly at the end of the season, meaning St. Bonaventure and VCU, by the way they played their games in the first two games of the A-10 tournament. Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, the tournament went straight 
straight chalk this year. Their top four teams were in the semifinals, and then the top two teams are going to be finishing up in Dayton at 1 o'clock on CBS um, coming up this Sunday. So I think that the two best teams are there. I did think coming down the stretch that there were four, maybe five teams that could have um, been in the in uh, NCAA talks, and it just didn't didn't finish out that way. So I think that we're, you know, a, a, probably you're right, a two-bid league right now, and they're both playing really good basketball. You know, VCU got Bones back, and it's exciting. He's such an exciting player. He just came back after a two-week layoff and dropped 30 against, um, you know, Anthony Grant coach Dayton team that um, just was never really able to pull it together this year um, with the talent they had. And then came back with a huge defensive effort against Davidson, a team that they had just lost to a week before. So the way that the Rams are playing defense, I think they're very difficult to beat. If they play that type of defense, they got a chance to win, you know, not only on Sunday, but, you know, maybe a couple games in the tournament as well. What are you hearing on the Vince Williams front? Because I think you'll agree with me on this one, that if there's a glue guy on this VCU team, and sometimes glue guy gives you the perception that he's not all that great a player, but I mean just the opposite. He's been a great player and a glue guy and maybe doesn't get all the headlines, and I know he's been banged up a little bit. He is banged up a little bit. I have not, not gotten an update on And it was something different, too, because it was his back spasms. And, hmm. you know, according to Coach Rhodes, he has not had that problem in the past. So hopefully with a week of it healing, um, a week of it healing, that it's not, it's going it, to, it's, it'll take care of itself. You know, we've got a great trainer in Dennis Williams who has, you know, NBA experience. He's used to the guys having to travel and, and take care of them. And he's got the best facilities ever at the basketball development center that they built. And, you know, I think that he's going to be okay because he has been such a phenomenal player this year. Like you said, coming in for the first time, being healthy as a junior. And, you know, he's not developed a three point shot over the summer. He, you know, he had time to work on that because he was the first time he didn't have shoulder surgery over the summer. So he really has pulled it together for us. And bones is bones is the premier player, but without Vince Williams, um, it, 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 I don't know that we'd be where we are today. And they, you're right. He does a lot of things that aren't on the stat sheet, whether it's protecting the rim by that rotation and drawing a charge or whether it's, um, you know, helping out on the offense, creating space for some of the bigs by knocking down a three. He's just been phenomenal this year. Catching up with Rodney Ashby on our Herman Allen hotline, talking some VCU basketball, previewing the 8-10 final Sunday against St. Bonaventure. Um, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but what do you take away from the two games against the Bonnies? And in a way, Rodney, I think you can almost, that first game where VCU had the big lead at halftime and lost it up in Olean, I think you could turn that around into a little bit of a positive now as far as prep is concerned for this game and then the three-point win at the Siegel Center. Yeah, I think that, you know, three out of the four halves at VCU has played against St. Bonaventure. They've been really good. And the fact that they were able to, um, this young team was able to come down a stretch with a talented team like St. Bonaventure and pull out a win at the Siegel Center um, says that they have the confidence and the ability to beat this team. I think it's going to be a very difficult team. I think, you know, they got one of the best centers in the league, and he, he's a um, phenomenal defensive presence there. I think his wingspan is something like 7'6". Um, so amazing there. And then they got two pretty good guards in Attaway and Lofton. And, you know, Coach Mark Schmidt is just a phenomenal coach. He, every year he seems to find a way to um, be in that top four. And um, I, you've been to Olean, so you understand the recruiting challenge that it is to get kids there. And somehow he finds a way to uh, identify the talent that works in his system and he gets them to come up and play hard and so I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. But overall, I think three out of the four halves that VCU played really good against St. Bonaventure, and I'm expecting two more um, up, in, up in Dayton. How do you think the Rams are using this week? Obviously, both teams get this week to rest up. St. Bonaventure, unlike VCU, doesn't play a lot of guys, so the week of rest will certainly help them from that standpoint. And I know Mike Rhodes is using this week to you know, get those guys that we talked about, Bones Highland and Vince Williams, healthy, but just from a strictly X's and O's prep standpoint, how do you think this week goes, Rodney? Because we've never really had to deal with this before, right? At least not in a long time that I can remember where you got a whole week off before you play a championship game. Yeah, you know, I grew up with watching the ACC tournament, and I loved how the games were back-to-back-to-back, and, um, you know, I felt like that created a tournament atmosphere. But I think that with this season, the way that it is, I mean, nothing else has been normal. I think these guys have been able to adjust. But 
I think Coach Rhodes is um, using this more in two other rooms than the basketball court, or three other rooms other than the basketball court, probably the, the weight room, the training room, and the film room, and just hoping guys can heal up some of these bumps and bruises coming into this very important week for VCU. So I think that's probably what they're doing. Coach Rhodes has a philosophy. We are going to do a scout. A, a scout. He wants people to um, understand the tendencies of, of the players that we're playing against, but really it's about us. And so he's probably concentrating getting his fundamentals um, back on how VCU wants to execute more so than concentrating on what St. Bonaventure does. And I think when you play a team for a third time, you probably know the majority of their nuances at this point. Uh, I'm not going to ask you uh, who you would think <laughs> is going to win these awards that I think are being released today in the Atlantic 10, but can you kind of give me a, uh, what your thought process would be on what you expect to see coming out of these awards from the VCU perspective today? Because obviously Bones Highland name is going to be in there, uh, conversation for player of the year, and Ace Baldwin's name for rookie of the year, and Mike Rhodes' name uh, for coach of the year. Yeah, and I think that VCU will have a strong presence on the defense, all deep, mm-hmm. um, yep. Atlantic 10 defensive team. I think that if you don't have a couple players on there from, um, from VCU, the way that VCU played defense this year, that it would be, it would be disappointing. I, and hands down, Coach Rhodes is the coach of the year, and I would debate that with anybody. And I know people are probably thinking I'm a homer. Um, and I am, but when you're <laughs> picked ninth and you come out and you've got these two, this young team, you know, eight guys on the team that are freshman or sophomore and you finish uh, in the top two of the league and, you know, within a couple percentage points of being finishing first in the league, I just can't see anybody having a strong enough argument that he's not coach of the year. And he's going to deflect and talk about how important his staff is to him. And, you know, they really have a cohesive staff and that you know how important that is in college basketball. So I'm excited for him and the staff. Um, to, to get that award. And then I think Bones is definitely in contention for player of the year. I think he probably hands down would have been had he not sat out two, had to sit out two weeks coming down the stretch. And, you know, a lot of times player of the year is, you know, um, who's done the most recently, not necessarily the whole body of work sometimes. So I think he'll definitely be considered. And I think, you know, you've got, again, multiple guys, Vince, Hassan Ward, um, that can be mentioned for the all defensive team. So I think that, First, being shut out, almost shut out last year, that VCU will have a strong presence on those ten teams, and I do believe I think they're getting announced today um, around eleven a.m. I think. All right, uh, finish up big picture, and you alluded to this about the eight ten probably only getting two teams. I think you know, win or lose, St. Bonaventure and VCU are both in from that standpoint. Any argument that could be made, and I saw one somewhere last night, Rodney, on St. Louis, uh, their net is 45, which squarely puts them on the bubble, and they finished, what, 14-6 and six and 4-4 four and four in the quad one and quad two games. You think there's any way the A-10 sneaks that third team in? I don't, unfortunately. You know, I think that um... – I would love for them to be. I think, unfortunately, that COVID pause really mm-hmm. took a toll on them, and they just didn't, weren't able to come back and let a couple wins. You know, the, the loss to Dayton probably hurt them. Um, you know, I just think that think that ultimately this year it's a two bid league. Um, I do think this is going to this league is continuing to grow and could be a three, maybe fourteen bid league next year if they take care of business in the in the um, preseason in the non conference season. So. I'd love to be able to make a case for it, but I don't. I don't see it. I think that St. Bonaventure and VCU, whoever wins, will probably be a ten seed around a ten seed. Whoever loses will probably be an eleven or a twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think it's going to look and feel like, Rodney? This year, you've been to enough NCAA tournaments, and we all know the hoopla that surrounds them, which is such a major part of this thing. Uh, what do you think the look and feel will be like in Indianapolis, in Indiana? You know, I think it'll continue to be somewhat sterile as we've seen throughout the year, but I do think it's going to be a unique experience in that all the teams are going to be in one city. I think that that's kind of cool, um, but I think it's going to be sterile. But at the same time, it's still the NCAA tournament. It's the, it's, it's, you know, you, when you're a college athlete, that's what you, a basketball player, that's what you aspire to. So I don't, I hope that the environment is such that they still relish it the way that they should because it's a huge accomplishment to make it. As you know, it's a difficult place to get to, and these kids deserve to be, um, to celebrate it regardless of how many fans are in the stands. It's still going to be on TV. You're still going to hear Billy Packer and, and all these guys, you know, not Billy Packer, but all these guys <laughs> that you're used to, um, 
used to hearing are still going to call the game, and it, they should they should try to enjoy it. But I do think it's going to be a little sterile. <laughs> well, since you mentioned Billy Packers, I love that, Rodney, because that goes back to my era as well. So you grew up watching the ACC tournament. Now that you're all grown up right before our very eyes, Rodney Ashby, are you watching the ACC tournament this weekend? Absolutely. It's <laughs> technology grand, regardless of where you are in the world. You can fire up Hulu and watch it anywhere you, where you are, whether you're waiting for your next meeting in a parking lot or um, sitting in the office. So I, I've definitely been watching, and I tell you, Duke looked pretty good yesterday. They did. Uh, they absolutely did. All right, something tells me you're sitting in a parking lot waiting for your next meeting to get started, so I don't want you to be late. Thank you for squeezing us in this morning, Rodney, and uh, uh, have a great call this weekend, and uh, good luck to the Rams and St. Bonaventure in the championship game, and we know both teams will represent the A-10 well. Thanks for having me, Bob. Take care. Thanks. Rodney Ashby, uh, Ram, Ram Radio Network from VCU's perspective as they prep for St. Bonaventure on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock in the Atlantic 10 championship game. And I, I did see the Twitter thing last night somewhere, I'm sure, that made an argument for St. Louis. Uh, they kind of combined all of the metrics, whether it was the net ranking or Ken Palm or whatever the other one out there is, and kind of put them all together together. And at the end of the day, St. Louis kind of came out on top of the teams that were kind of on the bubble. But I'm I'm with Rodney here. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't really play enough games. And then, you know, obviously the loss in the A-10 tournament was, you know, a pretty convincing defeat. So I don't think they would they would sneak in uh, at this point. I have to check and see how many upsets are going right now. How many one-bid leagues wind up getting two because they had an upset in a championship game. Right now, I don't think it's many, but we got a lot of work to do here over the next several days, a lot of play to happen over the next several days with all of the major conference tournaments that are that are underway now. And we'll get into that on the other side. We'll take a break here at the bottom of the hour, uh, as Rodney mentioned, and we chatted with him. ACC underway with the three games yesterday. Uh, yes, Duke looked really good uh, against a Boston College team that had a terrible year, just miserable season, and the coaching change and all of that. So that was somewhat predictable. Things will change today when they get into the first-round games down there in Greensboro. So we'll talk all about that uh, when we come back in the Big Ten getting started as well in the Big East. So lots of college hoops to talk about, and we will get into more of that here in our second half hour of the Wednesday Sports Huddle. You're in tune with 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM, ESPN, Richmond. Sports, your favorite thing in the world, which means we're your favorite station in the world. Thanks. You're our favorite listener. I guess that makes it official. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Lux Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of the Sports Huddle with Bob Black. Mornings on ESPN Richmond, 516 South Washington Highway in Ashland. Online at LuxChevrolet.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-522-5700. 800-522-5700. 800-522-5700. Looking for a fast, affordable lunch in the fan district? Ariana's Italian Grill is your spot. Stop by for homemade sub sandwiches hot off the grill, plus fries and soda for just $7.99. Philly cheesesteaks, eggplant parmesan, meatball subs, or maybe a turkey ham pastrami club. In the mood for pizza? How about a lunch special with two huge slices of one-topping pizza with a soft drink for just $4.99? Home of the RVA's best Italian dishes, pizza and subs. Ariana's Italian Grill. 
at 700 North Shepherd Street in the Fan District. Make them your new fast, affordable lunch stop. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. Just seconds before 8.30, the ACC tournament opened up yesterday with a pair of games. Miami defeated Pittsburgh 79-73, while Duke steamrolled Boston College 86-51. It was setting up four games in Greensboro today, beginning at noon. NC State squares off with Syracuse. That'll be followed by Miami taking on Clemson at 2.30. The night session that you'll get right here on ESPN Richmond includes Duke and Louisville at 6.30, concluding the day with UNC and Notre Dame. Randolph-Macon snapped Roanoke College's 10-game winning streak, advancing to the ODAC championship game with a 77-71 win Tuesday night. Buzz Anthony scored 20 points and had nine assists for the fifth-seeded Jackets, who will play in the title game tomorrow evening against Lynchburg. That, they knocked off Ferrum College. The Division Three tournament has already been canceled due to the ongoing pandemic and lack of participating schools. The CAA championship was settled last night. Drexel picks up a win over Elon. 63-56 was the final from Harrisonburg. Virginia Union's Ben Wallace has been named one of 14 finalists for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. It's the third time Wallace has been named as a finalist for the honor. The 2021 class will be announced May 16th with enshrinement coming in September. Richmond baseball fell to UVA last night 7-zip. It's the first time in 23 months the Spiders were shut out after they managed just four hits in that game. UR is now off till March the 20th when they'll host Old Dominion over at Pitt Field. Governor Ralph Northam saying Tuesday he's not going to raise the attendance cap for high school football games from its current limit of 250 fans, at least not for now. Currently, a limit of 1,000 people is in effect for other outdoor venues that are holding recreational sport events. The earliest you'd see an increase for the high school sports, April the 1st. That's just before the last week of the regular season. I check you for ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be mostly sunny and warm today with highs in the upper 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center. 832 is the time. Mitchell Bradley on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This report is sponsored by Mattress Warehouse's Clean Shop Promise. Save up to 50% on almost everything right now at Mattress Warehouse. Plus get 0% interest financing for 60 months and free delivery on all orders over $7.99. Sleephappens.com. HBCUs, it's time to go all out for your school. Voting has officially kicked off for the Home Depot's Retool Your School Campus Improvement Grant Program. This year, we're going big because we are powered by purpose. Vote nonstop to help your HBCU win its share of $1 million in campus improvement grants. Vote on Twitter and Instagram using your school's designated hashtag. You can find the hashtag and also vote, vote, and vote some more on RetoolYourSchool.com now through March 15th. It's your boy, Snoopy Digo Double Jizzle, inside the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. That indigo gin, it's like no other gin in this world. You know it's got that laid-back California style. Seven premium botanicals infused with an all-natural strawberry flavor. Indigo gin is gluten-free, low-calorie, with no sugar. So it's gonna leave you on mo and mo. Take it from me, the king of gin and juice. Indigo gin is easy to mix, easy to drink, but it's sure hard to forget. Now available at your local liquor store. Please drink responsibly. Indigo strawberry flavored gin, 40% alcohol, 2021 liquid art. Princeton, Minnesota. Still sipping on gin. Calling the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 just tough is like calling me, D-Nice, just a DJ. Call it fresh with an available interior work surface for putting in work or getting in lunch. Call it connected with standard Sync 4 technology plus a huge available 12-inch touchscreen. Call it capable with available Pro Power onboard outlets for tools or turntables. Call me D-Nice. Actually, tough this smart can only be called F-150. Introducing the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Built Ford Proud. Built Ford Tough. Experience amazing today at the reimagined Lexus of Richmond. What's up, guys? This is Jay Williams from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. You're listening to Richmond's number one source for sports talk radio and play-by-play, 995 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome back, 833 on the Sports Huddle. Bob Black here, Mitchell Bradley producing. Thanks again to Rodney Ashby on our Herman Allen Hotline for joining us for a little bit. Talk Atlantic 10 basketball and a little NCAA talk as well. Uh, quick rundown again of the teams that are already in that have won conference tournaments. Start with those Liberty Flames out of the Atlantic Sun. Matt had Richie McKay on yesterday afternoon. If you missed that conversation, Richie, always a great interview and yesterday was another one of those you can catch it in our espnrichmond.com audio vault to catch the interview with uh, liberty flames head coach richie mckay they're 22 and 5 
champions of the Atlantic Sun. And as we talked about the unique situation, why not this year? They already knew they were in the NCAA tournament even before they played the championship game uh, because they they played North Alabama, a team that was ineligible for the NCAA tournament this year because they are still making the transition to Division One. So Liberty is in. Moorhead State wins the Ohio Valley over Belmont. I would say Belmont is a likely NIT team. Again, remember this year they do not take the regular season champ as an automatic qualifier to the NIT. It's just 16 at-large teams. So if Belmont wants to play some more basketball this year, and I assume that they do, um, it's going to be a little restlessness for them as they get to 16 in the NIT. And again, remember, the NIT, not that big a deal. This year, with only 16 instead of the 32, they're not going to Madison Square Garden. The whole thing is in Dallas. But the top four seeds would be available to replace teams in the NCAA tournament once the field is announced before we get to the start of it if there are COVID-19 issues. We're not wishing that upon anybody And even those four teams that are at the top of the NIT shouldn't be wishing that upon anybody. But if it does happen, those teams would be eligible for the NCAA tournament as replacement teams to the NCAA field of 68. And again, it has to happen before the start of the tournament. Once the tourney starts, they're not plucking a team from the NIT to replace a team that's already played a game and won a game in the NCAA tournament. So in any event, um, Moorhead State is in Winthrop. We talked about the Big South champs, their win over Campbell. They're now at 23-1. and Loyola returning to the NCAA tournament, had a great year, 24-4. and They won the Missouri Valley. App State at 17-11 and beat the top seed, Georgia State, to win the Sun Belt. Uh, Georgia State obviously will be on the outside looking in there. The Southern Conference went to UNC Greensboro. They were the number one seed, so they won the regular season and the conference tournament, 21-8 and for the Spartans. Uh, last night, Cleveland State wins to take the horizon, uh, one over an Oakland team that had a losing record anyway. Mount St. Mary's with basically a 500 record beat Bryant, which was the higher seed in that one. The Mountaineers just 12-10, and 10, but they're back in the NCAA tournament as well. Look out for a number one somewhere. Mount St. Mary's is going to be a 16 again, you would think, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens there. Drexel wins the CAA. With a 12 and 7 record, the victory over Elon, the six versus the eight in the CAA that was won in Harrisonburg last night, and then Oral Roberts out of the Summit at 16 and 10 beat North Dakota State, and then finally in already is Gonzaga, which we knew was in already. Anyhow, they'll be the number one overall seed at 26 and 0. They did get, as Mark Few said, a needed test last night against BYU and wound up winning that game by 10, although they trailed for quite a while in that contest. So those are the teams that are already in the NCAA tournament, and again, a lot of the other tournaments getting underway um, today that haven't already started yesterday, including the ACC. Mitchell gave you the scores of the first-round games, or the opening-round games, I guess, in the uh, ACC. All right, 838, let's go to the phone lines, 521-8501. Or text us if you'd like, 638-9508. Randy, good morning. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good morning, Bob. How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Um, good. I just had a quick question. I won't hold you just, just a few minutes. Uh, I drive the little parts of Richmond Ford on the road, um, and I'm a diehard college basketball fan. Is there is there radio coverage of the ACC tournament in the Richmond area? Uh, I tried strolling around the radio, and I can't find it. Hey, uh Mitchell helped me with this here. I mean, without talking about competitive stations, I would assume UVA's games and Virginia Tech's games are on their normal stations. But beyond that, um, I don't know, Randy, if you remember the old days, Mitchell, I'm sure you do, even though you're a lot younger, that, that you know they used to broadcast every game of the ACC tournament, whether it was their team or not. But I don't think that's happening anymore, is it? Well, I mean, I can fill you in. So we've got both games tonight. We've right got here, the, Randy. We got do, that yeah. You're going to get a majority of them right here. We've Excellent. got, yeah, we've got the uh, coaches show tomorrow at noon with Russ Huseman. We'll join that UVA game in progress at one, and you're going to get all of tomorrow's games. You're going to get the semifinals, and you're going to get the championship game all right here on ESPN Richmond. You don't even need to change uh, the dial. How great is that? How about that? That's, that sounds great. I, I, like I say, I'm on the road most of the day. I'll be listening. Thank you, Randy. Uh, that's that's I, been all I got. Y'all, that's, y'all have a great morning. Is one of them your favorite team in the ACC, or you just like the ACC? Uh, I like uh, 
I like Carolina. Okay. That's all right. They might make a run in this thing. We like that. We'll keep I, it tuned in. I, I tell you, Bob, I always like uh, on Monday mornings uh, you giving the, your uh, Armando Baycott report. <laughs> Are you my texter that asks for that every time? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just uh, – I'm probably a, a first-time caller in a regular while. Well, keep calling and keep listening, and don't touch the dial for the ACC tournament this week, okay? All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Randy. All right, a couple things there, Mitchell. Number one, I apologize. I should know our programming schedule, and I got excited when you told me that as well because I'll be out and about, and I love listening to those games. So we've got almost the entire ACC tournament here, huh? Well, let me actually get my mic on the air. Yes, uh, yeah, we've got them all here. Uh, after uh, they get to the first two games today, we'll carry you the uh, the rest of the way. We've got a few join-in progresses just with some other programming, but you're going to get a huge bulk of it uh, the remainder of the way. And even Virginia and Virginia Tech, huh? Correct, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll have that. them all. I know we're talking some you know, behind-the-scenes inside radio programming here, but that's – that's particularly interesting. So that's great. That is really good news. So for everyone driving around and can't watch all day long, uh, out and about, you'll be able to hear those games right here on ESPN. Richard, that's that's kind of what we do here. So I'm excited about. Do you remember those days, or was that even too young for you? Wayne? I even remember producing some of those broadcasts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. They made for some long days, but they were fun. They were really fun. I actually interspersed in my Richmond Spiders play-by-play back in the day, and we were in, what, probably the CAA back in the day. So it, it didn't conflict. They, they were earlier than the ACC. I used to host a lot of the scoreboards for the halftimes of those ACC games, and we would just sit in the newsroom and watch college basketball all day long, and I'd pop into a studio to give a halftime and a postgame scoreboard and get paid to watch the ACC tournament. Can we bring those days back? That was that It'd was be fun, of- right? Yeah, it kind of paved the way for us to broadcast the CA tournament in its entirety for all those years. Exactly. But, like, literally every school broadcast every game. Now, radio obviously was even more impactful back in the day. It's still really good, as Randy just pointed out. Uh, But now with the, you know prolific uh, television coverage that that there is and streaming and all of that. There are other ways to get it as well. But, boy, those were fun days. Uh, you had full houses for every game, uh, all of that, and we, we broadcast every game. So that's – I should have known that. You're right, but that's really cool. That, I'm glad Randy called and asked that question. So I'm, I am absolutely excited about that, and um, we'll be as quick as we can with the uh, – behind-the-web football show tomorrow so we can get back to more basketball action. I'm kind of kidding about that because I'm also excited about that. Uh, behind the web with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman is tomorrow from noon to 1. We did this in the fall, even though they weren't playing, and we went every other week and talked football and practice and what games were being played. Now we actually got a honest-to-goodness opportunity to talk about the games the Spiders are playing. So we're on every Thursday from noon to 1 with Behind the Web with Coach Huseman, and we'll have a couple special player guests today, Aaron Dykes, uh, tomorrow, Aaron Dykes and Geo Sigler. Aaron Dykes' offense had touchdowns catching and running, and Geo Sigler was terrific on special teams for the Spiders, so they're our special player guests tomorrow. It's still a virtual show, unfortunately. We're not quite to the point yet. We're out and about, and again, we would love to get back into a restaurant, sports bar, that kind of thing, and have our Spider fans get back out there with us. It's coming. It's definitely coming, but not quite yet. So it'll still be the virtual kind of in-studio style show on Thursday from noon to one, and then ACC basketball beyond that. So I love that coming up here on ESPN Richmond and appreciate Randy dialing in and uh, talking to us about that. Uh, So the ACC tournament, as Mitchell mentioned, underway yesterday. Duke did look really good. But, again, against the Boston College team that, uh, you know, I'm sure they were ready to, I hate to say it, to kind of put the basketballs away and move on. The surprising one to me was Miami over Pitt. And, I mean, technically that is a, a 13 over a 12, so maybe there's some mild surprise there. There was for me. I, I just uh, had not seen much in Miami. It was a team that was snake bit early in the year, lost a lot of close games, and never really recovered from that, and yet found a way to beat Pitt yesterday and move on to play in the uh, first round game today against Clemson Clemson coming in as the number five seed did you see Brad Burnell's comments by the way yesterday I think he got asked about it being a down year in the ACC because some of the quote-unquote tobacco road blue bloods weren't at the top and and he felt like that was the perception that made everybody believe that it was a bad year 
in the ACC because Duke and North Carolina and even a Syracuse weren't amongst the top teams. And he kind of said, well, wait a minute. What makes you think that Clemson and Florida State and Virginia Tech aren't pretty good basketball teams and that this isn't necessarily a down year for the ACC? It's a good year with different teams. And, um, you know, I, I was glad to hear him say that and throw Virginia into that mix as well. I mean, you've got some pretty good teams. I know you can make an argument that it's it's c- c- could be a down year because of some of those kind of blue blood teams that aren't as good, primarily Duke. I mean, I think Carolina is actually playing some of its better basketball here at the end of the season. They've been a little up and down in doing it. But, I, I mean, I, I think that's still a pretty good – I think by the end of the day, the ACC can still get, what, a half dozen teams at least – into the NCAA tournament, and as I, we were talking yesterday with Norm Wood, we both kind of talked about teams that we thought would have a chip on their shoulder in this thing. Georgia Tech certainly won them. I didn't even mention them, but they're having a good year as well. So I'm not ready to say this is a down year in the ACC. And I think Louisville is a team, you know, who knows? They might lose to Duke today, quite frankly. That's that's maybe that and the, uh, the Syracuse-NC State game are maybe the two best games of the day today uh, certainly the duke louisville game that's two teams that both should be playing with a chip on their shoulder coming into that game today and then i think the eight nine game is always a good one and it's the high noon game to get it going it's the syracuse nc state game so i'm with brad burnell i'm not saying this was the greatest year of all time in the acc and it certainly it can't be with all the covid pauses and lack of games that were played and all of that but it may not be as down as some people, at least perception-wise, are making it out to be. And I think it'll be a, a really good uh, ACC tournament as it moves on into day two today. All right, let's us move on. We'll take a break here at uh, 8.46 and come back on the other side of that, get you to the top of the hour on the sports huddle. Please do as Randy did, interact with us this morning. I love the fact that he mentioned the Baycott report, by the way, and the Baycott burger. I'm, I'm still going to figure out a way somewhere, somehow, you know, pick and brew somebody. Let's come up with the Baycott burger. Maybe wait. Just a little while longer, like I said, until that um, name, image, and likeness thing passes and it becomes a real thing and student-athletes can actually profit off of some of these type of things. Wouldn't you think that's one that would be kind of cool if, you know, he could make X number of whatever cents or dollars over every Baycott burger that's on the menu at Pig & Brew? I don't know if that's the way this thing is designed or not, but, you know, I think I think there's some traction to that. All right, now it's 847. I'll stop rambling and take the break. Come back on the other side. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Huddle. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. Winter Park Road is closed off in both directions, northbound and southbound. That's going to be between Black Hill or Black Road. Back over through Adventure Hill Lane. You expect to see some heavy delays in the area. West 100 Road, back to the east of Chester Road, police on the scene of a crash. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen purchased at any retailer. Accuracy matters. Don't take a chance with non-contact thermometers. Visit Exergen.com. So what's your favorite thing about sports? The excitement, the action, or the five-meat pizza and cold six-pack? Bingo. That's what we thought. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Catch every NCAA basketball tournament game on all 70 high-def TVs at Uptown Alley, 6101 Brad McNear Parkway, or online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. 
Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code MONEY for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code MONEY for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MONEY. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel. Hey everyone, it's Mitchell Bradley. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Their app is simple, easy to use. They've got unique, fun bet types like same game parlay and exclusive always on promotions. And if you win, you get your winnings back safely in as little as 24 hours. With FanDuel, I found it's fun to bet with a range of betting options. Whether I want to choose player props, futures, I can find just the bet I want and put it in safely. Sit back and see if I win. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win your first bet. Just place any bet you want, whether it's the NBA, college basketball, golf, you name it. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you never tried FanDuel Sportsbook before, what are you waiting for? Do what I've done. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up using promo code Mitch so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and up in President of Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS consumer access. Number 3030. Are you experiencing financial hardship and finding yourself pressured of owing the IRS back taxes? The experienced professionals at Allied Tax Relief can relieve you from IRS collections. Most importantly, negotiate your tax debt. Here's Marie, a pleased client of Allied Tax Relief. My hours were cut in half at work and the IRS was threatening to collect $27,000 I owed them. I contacted Allied Tax Relief for help. They were able to put a stop to the IRS collections. Once they negotiated my debt, I walked away paying only $700 to the IRS. Especially during these times of need, Allied Tax Relief is able to negotiate various fresh start programs to relieve you of your IRS tax debt. Call Allied Tax Relief now, 800-544-2180 for a free consultation. Use this pandemic situation to your advantage. Now is the best time to get IRS forgiveness. Call today, 800-544-2180. This call could save you thousands. That's 800-544-2180. This update is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet. Family owned and operated since 1916. If you're shopping for a car or truck, buy it from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. So in the timing is everything category, I did kind of mumble and mutter yesterday about where are these 810 awards? Why haven't they been announced yet? And sure enough, today is the day that they're being announced. And I guess in a normal year, this is probably when they would have been announced. So they just kind of left them, right? If this tournament had been played as it should have been played, which would have started today with the two uh, kind of play-in games, the opening round games, they would have made the announcements today. So I guess they just stayed on that schedule, and instead of doing it around and as part of the A-10 tournament that was last week, they just left that in place So it does give them something to talk about today, and I know they're doing kind of combined press conferences with St. Bonaventure. You know how much I love press conferences. Even Zoom press conferences with St. Bonaventure and VCU. Those awards will be announced today. And I was just kind of looking around a little bit at who could be like player of the year and uh, coach of the year and, and, 
you know, rookie of the year, all of that. And, um, you know, just kind of scrolling through the numbers. And it's not all about numbers. I mean, I do think Bones Highland has a, has a really good shot at player of the year. One of the problems with the voting this year is the disparity in games played. I mean, we all think a guy like um, Trey Mitchell at UMass is certainly a player of the year candidate, but he only played in 13 games this season. So that probably, probably takes him out of the mix, right? Uh, And he had, in the games he played, he he had a great year. He averaged about 19 points and seven rebounds a game and, you know, was a pretty dominant, pretty dominant force. Uh, But I don't think because he, and he was out with an injury for part of that, plus COVID, that I just think that unfortunately kind of takes him out of the running. For that position, of course, he's got a couple more years to win it, just like Bones Highland would after this year. But I mean, he played, uh, you know, as many games as anybody this season. Twenty-three. Nobody played more than that in the Atlantic Ten this season. So I, I do think he's kind of an odds-on favorite. I think Jalen Crutcher probably is still in the mix. Uh, Jordan Goodwin from uh, uh, St. Bo- uh, St. Louis. I think he's probably in the mix. Kyle Lofton. Um, was really good and really solid, but probably not for player of the year candidate. I think Kellen Grady will get some consideration again this season for, for player of the year as well. Uh, you know, so I, I think some of it's a little bit hard this year because of the disparity in games, but those are probably the names that you're going to hear for, for player of the year in the Atlantic Tam and uh, coach of the year. I'm, I'm with, I'm with Rodney Ashby on that one. I love Mark Schmidt. Uh, every year that he's successful, I think Mike Schmidt could win Atlantic 10 Coach of the Year because of everything that Rodney talked about, about what they go through up there. And it's not just Olean and recruiting to Olean. I, I get that. It's a quiet, sleepy little hamlet in upstate western New York, and you have to have the right mindset and personnel. There are people that love it up there. Don't get me wrong. If you're a winter enthusiast and you love snow and you like to ski and snowboard and all of that, and I'm not telling you the college basketball players do that in the wintertime, but in any event, um, you know, you can, and it's a college, right? It's still college. You still make the most of it. Come on. I mean, I went to Syracuse and it snowed every day from about November till April. And we made the most of it, and we had plenty of fun with it, and it, and it was okay, even back in, in my day. So I think that's part of it, that, you know, the recruiting aspect of that, I, I get that, and there are a lot of people that don't like Olean, and they go, and then they get the heck out of there, and they get back to where they're from. I get that. But it's also, and what I'm getting at here is why I would always vote for Mark Schmidt for Coach of the Year. It's not just getting them there. It's getting them to the other places. It's a hard place to travel from. We all say it's a hard place to travel to. Remember, they got to go on the road and go play games, and it's hard to get to those places and then get back home and get ready for the next game. So that's the other reason that I think Mark Schmidt, as long as they're successful, can always win this award as long as he's at St. Bonaventure. I still say his phone is ringing this year at some point when they're done playing. Whether he answers it and does anything with it, I don't know. But um, I think there are athletic directors across the country that have his name very, very high on their list. That all having been said, yes, Mike Rhodes, to me, would be coach of the year this season, the preseason nine. The games that they won, the style that they played, uh, the way they got better as the year went on, the way they handled injuries, all of that, um, I think there is a compelling argument for that as well. And I think his, uh, I think Ace Baldwin will get great consideration. I'm not sure who will be the uh, freshman of the year in the Atlantic 10 and don't want to spend too much more time on it, but uh, there are certainly some other names out there. The kid at LaSalle, Jameer Brickus, I think uh, is a true candidate. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the one, the one guy that, that I really liked that I didn't think was getting as much attention, and probably because he was on a team that had a terrible record. Uh, and that was the kid at St. Joe's, Jordan Hall. Uh, I, I thought he was outstanding. He had two really good games against Richmond when I saw him up close and personal, not only scoring, but assists, and uh, came off the bench at the start of the year and then was starting by the end of the year, and I think he's going to have a great career. Remember that name uh, as we talk through this and we see the award winners today. I, I don't know what kind of chance – he would have at winning it, um, but he was second in the league in assists, averaged almost six assists 
per contest. Uh, and as we said, he did not play on a very good team. He had a great assist-to-turnover ratio. He scored the ball. Uh, so that's a name to keep an eye on as well. All right. Uh, that gets us to the top of the hour. Again, those award announcements in the 8-10 to be announced today. I think it's mid midday probably in the Atlantic 10, so we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully by this afternoon, and Matt Joseph will be able to talk about it as well. All right, let's take a break. Right at the top of the hour, 9 o'clock on the Wednesday edition of the Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 ESPN. People spent more time than ever on their lawns last year. At Virginia Green, we've seen lawns used as home offices, hair salons, even movie theaters. Hey, can you pass the popcorn? Shh. It's more than a lawn. And with Virginia Green making it healthy, vibrant, and beautiful, you can do more with it. For 17 years, we've satisfied our customers by making local lawns look their best. Make your yard the star of the show. Shh. Visit virginiagreen.com for your free estimate today. RVA's best barbecue is at Pig & Brew. Stop by for authentic North Carolina-style barbecue.